The scripture we've been told is in chapter 6 of 1st, I'm in the wrong book, I'm in Romans. Chapter 6 of 1st Corinthians. with verses 19 and 20. Common verses, many of us have memorized. I have the New King James, which I'll be reading out of, and it reads this way with 19. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. I want to read 20 one more time, but I'm going to change one word. For you were not bought at a price, therefore characterize God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. That word glory means character. And that's our purpose. Good afternoon, everyone. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. I just want to thank Frank for giving me this opportunity to speak again to the church. I never was looking forward to another opportunity, but it came and I accepted it. And I just want to thank God that all of you are here. He has a message for you today. And I pray that each one of us will take away one thing. You know, it's a lot of information, but let's try to take away one thing that we can use and apply to our lives because we all don't remember everything, one thing at a time. So, I'm always excited when I start reading the book of Genesis. It all started in the book of Genesis. In the beginning, everything had a beginning. God made the heaven and the earth, and, the and at the end of each day, everything God said was good. But on that sixth day, everything was very good. Why? Because on that sixth day, God created male and female, the crowning act of his creation. We were made in his image and in his likeness, and we are very special to him. We are the apple of his eyes. I tell people all the time, I am the apple of his eyes, and don't ever attempt to touch me, because if you touch me, you're touching God, so you remember that. We were made for his glory. Psalm 103 said, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people. Isn't that amazing? God made us. However, the entrance of sin changed God's original plan for man. It broke the golden chain of obedience. Obedience was no longer an absolute necessity. In Genesis 6, 5, it stated, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, 
and every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The antediluvian world was destroyed. However, God already had a backup plan in place. Today, my little talk with you is entitled, What? Know you not? With that, let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, I stand before you. I pray that you will empty me of all myself. Fill me with your Holy Spirit this, morning, this afternoon. There is someone here who needs a message from you. Use me, Lord. Let it not be my words, but your words. We invite the presence of the Holy Spirit and may minister angels come in our midst and speak to each one of our hearts today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Like the coach in a sport team who often check in with the players to ensure they are following the rules, I stand before you today to check in share and remind you from the greater light which is the word of god and the spirit of prophecy which is the lesser light that we are not our own like i said before god is the one that created us i will use the bible as much as possible to illuminate the lesser light to ensure that we are following the the rules or the laws of health and how we can have and maintain optimum health. Our scripture reading, it said, What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. Many times we think that we are our own, and we could do whatever we want to do with this body. But God created it. He created it for his glory. And it is your responsibility to take care of this body. When you sit and you study the different organs in our body and how they work, you often will sit and wonder, what a God. He put everything together because on the sixth day, he took his time. He did not just speak the word and say, man, come forth, woman, come forth. He bent down, he lowly went to the earth, and he took the soil, and he created the man. And from the man, he made the woman. So we are very, very special to God. Remember this. Just don't believe that this body belongs to you, and you can do whatever you want to do. It belongs to him and he will hold you accountable for this body. You are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. If we can only understand the sacrifice of Christ, you know, as I was studying and I think about what Christ went through just for us, paying that special price so that we can have life and have it more abundantly, and yet sometimes we forget. So today, I'm just here to remind you that you are not your... I need you to respond when I... Okay? <laughs> Pardon me? 
Yes. <laughs> the body is the medium through which the mind and spirit are maintained and developed for the improvement of personal character. The Bible and the spirit of prophecy give us clear and explicit instruction and we need not be ignorant of these things. All the things were written for our learning and we need not be ignorant of these things because 2 Timothy 3, 15 and 17 says, the holy scriptures, they were, they were given to us which are able to make us wise unto salvation. Each one of us need to be wise about the way we need to take care of this body that God created for us. And it says all scriptures, that's why I'm coming with the scripture, all scriptures given by inspiration of God and they're profitable for doctrine, for reproof, and for correction. So if you are going in the wrong direction today, the scripture will correct you. As I read the book, um, Counsel on Health, I, I came across something that caused me to tremble. It says, a degenerate race. The present and feeble condition of the human family was presented before me. Every generation has been growing weaker and disease of every form afflicts the race. Thousands of poor mortals with deformed, sickly bodies, shattered nerves, and gloomy minds are dragging out a miserable existence. Satan's power upon the human family increases. If the Lord should not come and destroy his power, the earth would ere long be depopulated. Wow. I was shown that Satan's power is especially exercised upon the people of God. Imagine. Wow. I said, my goodness. Many were presented before me in a doubting, despairing condition. The infirmities of the body affect the mind. A cunning and powerful enemy attends our steps and employs his strength and skill in trying to turn us out of the right way. And it is too often the case that the people of God are not on their watch. Therefore, are ignorant of his devices. He works by means will, which will best conceal himself from view, and he often gain his object. You see how he works? He's very subtle in his way, and we need to know how to take care of this body. As I was um, studying, I'm like, it's just like in a sport. There's the defense, and there's the offense. Now, God give us all the different things that we need to defend ourselves, to keep us healthy and strong. But somehow, we tend to forget. When we are neglectful and careless, we become a prey of the enemy. Do you want to become a prey of the enemy? Oh, no. Here is when we are reminded in Ephesians 6, 11 to 13, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to Stand against the wiles of the devil. Let us apply the whole gospel truth that is given to us. God wants to save us. He gives us enough information to save us, 
from the assault of the enemy. He has not left us helpless. He wants us all to be saved. And we learn that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And he has given us promises that we are to claim. Just this, with this recent pandemic, we need not be afraid. He had already put all the plans in place for, her, for all of us. When we look at the week of creation, God created the air, then he created the herbs. Each, everything had a purpose because God had a plan for our lives. He knew that one day man would sin and then we will have this pandemic that came and he has already given us everything, everything. We need not be afraid. We need not. He, get, he said, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walking about seeking who may be devour. Be sober and vigilant. It's to watch and? It's to watch and? Not only watch and pray, as well as to follow those laws of health. He gave us these health, but many times we forget that we need these health laws because if we are following them, he will be right there to help us. We continue with James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. It says, Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw a knight to God, and he will? What will he do? Exactly, he will draw a knight to you. If you decided, hey, I'm going to follow those eight laws of health, no way can the enemy come after us. No way can he do, because when we make sure we get all the nice fresh air, we exercise, we take, drink our water, right? We eat right, we make sure we rest. He will not have no power over us. We are more than conqueror because we are abiding in who? Right, we are abiding in Christ Jesus. And he gave us these promises, they're right here in the Bible. They're right there and we need to claim them because when he comes in like a flood, when it says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will put us standard up against him. Do you believe that? Yes, you need to. And as we endeavor to be obedient to the law of health and work diligently to follow them, God will be right by our side. And even if we messed up a little bit, he said, him that cometh to me, I will no wise cast out. Isn't he a wonderful, loving, caring God? Come on. And he said, let him take hold of my strength that he may make peace with me and he shall have peace with me. And today, I'm going to share, I will tell you, I will continue to share how wonderful our body is to God. We are bought with a price, 
and we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We should praise God for that. Do you get up in the morning and praise him because you are wonderfully made? When you follow those eight laws of health, you will maintain optimum health. And every day you get up, you should be praising God because you have no pain. There's no pain. You, you, are, you can, um, right, you have no pain. You have no worry. You have nothing to worry about because God promised that he will never, ever leave us nor forsake us. And as you listen and internalize the message, I pray and I hope that we all will make a conscious decision to follow on to do what is right. Now, let's look at the air that encircles around us. Air is so abundant and it's an immediately available. We tend to take it for granted. Air is the most important nutrient. So when we opened the window this morning, that fresh air came in. I felt so revived. Yes, because this is obvious because as little as three minutes of deprivation will have very apparent and serious effects, not only on our health, but on our very existence. Air is the first essential of a healthy body. We can live without food for several months and without water for several days, but we cannot live without air. Wow. For more than just a few minutes. Pure, fresh air oxygenates and enlivens your body. Impure air is one of the greatest cause of pure health. Where does air come from? When we look at the second and third day of creation, we can see how God, our great God created the carbon and oxygen cycle in the atmosphere. I enjoy teaching this part to my my student. I am fascinated at the carbon and the oxygen cycle. They said these are the two elements that are essential to life. They are naturally presented in the atmosphere in the form of carbon dioxide and gaseous oxygen. Because they're always circulating between the soil, the air, and the water, living matters, matters constantly renew. Atmospheric oxygens come mainly from green plants. Imagine, from green plants. When green plants are exposed to light, they use carbon dioxide from the atmosphere to manufacture living matter and release oxygen into the air. The process, this process is called, can anybody tell me? Come on, photosynthesis, thank you. That's so all my kids know this in school. God created this synergistic cycle so that we can always have fresh supply of oxygen to maintain optimum health. Now let's look at the health benefit of air. Air improves the functioning of the lungs. Improve relaxation and ability to deal with stress. Improve mental clarity. Improve healing of wounds. Decrease survival of bacteria and viruses. Stimulate appetite and easier digestion induced. And you have sound and restful sleep. Now, when you sleep at night, do you at least open the window and get some fresh air? 
Well, I do that all the time because when I grew up in Guyana, we never, my, we, we never slept with our windows open. We always have that nice, fresh hair going in and out all day, all night. And when I, if I, presently, it doesn't matter how cold it is. Whenever it's cold, I keep my window cracked so that I can get that nice, fresh air. And when I get up in the morning, I am so revived. So it's very difficult for me when I go and stay in a hotel when I travel because I cannot take that air. I prefer not to stay in a hotel because there's not that nice, fresh air that is constantly pouring in and out. As we all know, over the last two years, we have this pandemic. And it's the polluting of the air. And the enemy knows that God gave us air for a reason and a purpose. So here they are now. They're going to contaminate the air so that we will have to constantly keep masks on our face. And when we keep those on, are we breathing pure, fresh air? Oh, no, we're not. We are constantly destroying our lungs, you know? So, and, and like the reading before say, a cunning and powerful enemy attends our steps and, and employs his strength and skill in trying to turn us out of the right way. And that's what he's trying to do. When he pollute the air, make us sick, and then we cannot stay focused because we are always sick. And his goal is to destroy us. Like I said, he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Do you want him to devour you? Oh, no, he's not going to devour you. He will not devour. I tell the Lord, I will, he will not devour me. Because on the third day of creation, guess what God created? He created the orbs and the plants. And out of these plants, there are certain, uh, we can have healing from the plants. And we look at this, I just want to share with you some essential oils that we all should keep in our possession because they are good for the viruses. You have the oregano essential oil. It's, it is recognized for its antimicrobial activity as well as the antiviral and antifungal properties. Then you have the eucalyptus oil. That is also the same has the same effect as the essential or as the oregano oil. Then you have the peppermint oil. These are also useful. You should also keep them. Those are, those are your defense. So when the enemy does come with his, um, with, when you're exposed to this virus, early treatment, you could take these oils. You can also have them in your home, diffusing the air when you go out and you come in. You should be smelling, you know, the smell of those oils that get into your nostril. Whatever virus gets in there, it will disappear. So you see, God knew that all these things would have happened, so he already made provision for us. So let us not be ignorant of these things. Let us be wise, because he wants us to be wise unto salvation. Also, you can keep... Try keeping plants in your house. There are some plants that we can have in our house. The peace lily, the English ivy, the spider plant. Chat, give me some of those. I have them in my house. 
also the aloe vera plant, those help to purify the air in your home. And as I said before, use essential oil in diffusing your home. As you go in, you smell all that beautiful oil and then it gets into the nostril and it's very relieving to, the, to you. Next, water. The water, is, the planet is made up of 70 to 75% of water and so are our bodies. We are the template of the planet. The most precious of all liquid is water. Therefore, water, it is indispensable for optimum health. We can live without water for perhaps a week or two at the most, and deficiency in this area are very well understood and appreciated. It is recommended that we take eight to 10 glasses of water. But the eight to 10 glasses of water is really recommended for those individuals who eat a lot of cooked food. If you partake of a plant-based diet where you use fruits and vegetables, then you will need to drink all of that water. Are you aware of that? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, water, um, it is important to ensure adequate water intake to maintain bodily function, including making good blood, feeding the cell, oxidation of the cell, waste elimination, and regulating the temperature of your body. Living a natural lifestyle and eating a natural diet consistently primarily of fruits and vegeta vegetables seldom generate thirst. Fruits and vegetables are very high water content foods, more than 70% water. Therefore, there may be little need to drink additional water, okay? So drinking water also in excess can have harmful effects on your body. Just as we should not eat when we're not hungry, we should not drink when we're not thirsty. Did you know that? Yeah, when you're not thirsty, you don't need to drink. It says drinking excessively can interfere with the normal function of the body. It can also overtax the kidney and cause excessive urination. So eating an adequate amount of live, fresh fruits and vegetables supplies an abundance of the purest, naturally distilled water that is full of fragrance, organic minerals, and life-giving nutrients. When required, water is best taken between meals and should be sipped, not gulped down. You know, sometimes we're thirsty, we put the bottle to our mouth, and we gobble. This is how we, hmm. that's all we need. It should be at room temperature or warm for best results. Ice water, in particular, can be very harmful to the internal organs, especially the kidneys. Wow. You know, some of us come down with kidney illnesses and we want to know, but I've been doing all of this, I've been exercising, I've been eating right. But the culprit, do you drink a lot of cold juices? See how it can affect the kidney? So if you understand how your body works, you will take good care of it and remembering that you are not your own. You belong to? I don't think you believe you belong to God because you're not even responding. 
Okay, that's all right. You're adults, never mind. <laughs> it tends to shock and put the internal organ into spasm. Digestion is stopped until the water can be warmed to body temperature, thereby delaying or causing incomplete, incomplete food breakdown. So the next time you think about drinking cold water, remember what I just told you. And then we move on to sunlight. Sunlight aids in the availability of several nutrients, including vitamin D, cholesterol management, and calcium assimilation. In addition to the known nutrients giving property of the sun, they are available from sunlight to the plant kingdom, have similar positive effects on the human who eat those plants. So when we eat a lot of the plants, like the green leafy plants, it does, because of the sun, on the plants, it does affect our body. Daily sunlight is required for all healthy living things that are to develop, grow, and flourish. As little as 20 minutes of exposure day will have a powerful, positive effect on your body. So this week, how many of you went outside and enjoyed that beautiful sunshine? At least for 20 minutes. You did? All right. Yes, I was out there too. So it says, insufficient sunshine results in a pale complexion, lower physical vitality, and poor health. Exposure to the sun results in a healthy-looking complexion, energized blood, and overall good health. Sunshine is both a natural and an effective healing agent. Okay. So... Exposure to sunshine offers you the experience of peace, joy, happiness, and a feeling of relief and freedom. Your mind will immediately sense that your body in, is in its natural medium and your thoughts begin to take on a more lofty aspect. Isn't that amazing? When God created the sun, he created for a purpose because he wanted us to reflect his character. And, and somehow we tend to forget, but I hope you can take away something today that you will apply to your life this coming new week. Then we look at exercise. We learn that without movement, all life ceases to ex exist. Ex exercise is another important support for the optimum performance of your body. It contributes to both nourishment of your body and elimination of waste. The fundamental pr principle of exercise as it relates to health is movement. Without movement, all life ceases to exist. In death, all the systems of your body, including the heart, the brain, and the circulatory system, stop moving. If anything in the universe stops moving, its function is altered. So how many of you exercise every day? Yes, we need to. We have more life. You feel so energized, energetic. I mean, at the end of every school day, I take a long work, at least one hour. I forget about school. I don't even remember school. And then when I go to my bed at night, I sleep like a baby. I don't even dream. Because I, after I go out in the afternoon and I exercise, and I get all that nice, fresh air, I am ready to sleep. Yes. 
So anything that encourages the natural movement of your body contribute to your health. So exercise makes one more energetic and give a sense of well-being. Exercise helps to lower high blood pressure. How many high blood pressure persons here? The New England Journal of Medicine published a study that found that aerobic exercise significantly lower blood pressure in hypertensive patients. So don't forget to get your exercise, all right? And um, exercise improves cardiac function. It strengthens the heart, making it more efficient, pumping a greater volume of blood in each contraction. I want to share a story with you. In 1998, the Oregonian published a story about an old man, Ben Livingston, 103 years old, who set a world record for the shot put for men over 100. He threw the ball 10 feet and 1.25 inches. But for Ben, the achievement was to be throwing at all, at all, at over 100 years. 13 years before Ben Nevinson was a depressed, unfit 90-year-old, shuffling around, frail and obviously ready for the grave, Ben had become dependent and weak through lack of exercise. Fortunately for Ben, he met Dave Crawley, an athletic trainer who challenged him to feel 80 again. Ben began a training program, walking 20 minutes a day at 2.5 miles per hour and weight training three or four times a week. He grew two inches, just with better posture and more confidence, says Crawley. And if a fitness program could do that for that 90-year-old, just think what it could do for you. Hey, imagine he grew two inches. He was going like this. I don't want to be like that. <laughs> you know, I was, I was walking, and I was thinking about the sermon. I was like, Lord, I, as I get older, I want to be able to stand upright. I don't want to be bending. That's not optimum health. Because when we, when we learned about Adam and Eve and when they were created and how tall they were, I imagine how they look. They weren't like this. We don't need to be like that. God, God give us exercise can be in the place of gardening also, you know, not just only walking. And then we look at rest. Rest, adequate rest is imperative for optimum health. Rest brings restoration and replenishes, replenishes the resources we use. Without rest, the body process of breaking down overrides that of building up, resulting in disease and compromised health. Sleep is the most important medium for rest. Short naps, Peaceful and relaxing environment and mental quietness all contribute to rest. And we, know, we all know about the, um, the cycles that we sleep at night and some of us don't remember. The expert says we go through various stages and certain cycles when we sleep. Each cycle lasts approximately 90 minutes. We start with a stage one sleep which is the lightest stage, and then we progress to a deeper stage, deeper, and then stage two, stage two sleep. 
Stage three sleep is related to delta wave brain activity, which is the slowest and the most relaxed brain wave activity. Stage four is our deepest stage of sleep. The most powerful healing and rebuilding takes place during the fourth stage of sleep, which lasts for approximately 20 to 45 minutes. Then we gradually return to stage three, stage two, and stage one sleep. A complete and uninterrupted cycle through these stages allow us to awake, awaken refresh without an alarm clock and significantly contributes to optimum health. So many of you relate, um, re, um, depend on alarm clock to wake up in the morning. No. No, you don't. Very good, Malcolm. And Malcolm take his walk early in the morning. And that's the best time. Early in the morning and late in the evening, that's when the air is just perfect and just right for your exercise. So a healthy amount of sleep is vital for the brain plasticity or the brain's ability to adapt to input. If we sleep too little, we become unable to process what we've learned during the day and we have more trouble remembering in the future. So how many of us suffer from that sometimes? We tend to forget. Yes, what time do you go to bed? Well, at least we need to go to bed at least two hours before the midnight. Yes, we do. And there are certain things that affect our sleep. You know, eating late in the evening, eating just before bedtime, that interrupts your sleep. Also, being on these gadgets. You know, one night I was listening to um, a program on, on 3ABN, I believe, and I had my iPad next to me. So my eyes was closing. I knew it was time for me to sleep. So I put it down, but unfortunately, I just couldn't sleep because of all that excitement from what I was looking at. So I decided, you know what? In the evening before I sleep, I must get rid of these things at least an hour before I go to my bed. Yeah. So the Lord, our creator, knows that our body needs balanced daily rest. Physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. He also knows that in order to function optimally, we indeed, we need weekly rest, as stated in Exodus 28.10. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do you nor your son, nor your daughter, your manservant, your maidservant, your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gate. The Lord wants us to have fellowship with him, especially on the Sabbath day. For he has created us as his children. Part of the blessing of the Sabbath rest comes as we support and relate with each other. So when we come here, we are relating and supporting each other. Our bodies were created for God's glory, and we must not forget this. As I end my talk today, um, 
I pray that each of us receives something that we can take away and apply it to our lives. These laws that I share with you today are very much neglected by most of us. God is reminding us that we are not our own. We are bought with a special price. He's coming soon. And in order for us to win the battle we, that we are up against, it requires us to have healthy bodies so that God can communicate with us. He is the all-knowing God. He's not willing that any should perish. Many of us, because of years of wrong habits and neglect in body care, are suffering from various illnesses. Maybe you are not aware or know what to do. God is willing to work with you. He is a loving and faithful God. This reminds me, as I conclude, when the children of Israel were at the Mount of Sinai, Mount Sinai and Moses went up to God, and when he came down, they said, all that the Lord said, we will do. Are you willing to do all that the Lord said today? Are you? Yes, let us. Yes, all that the Lord says, we will do. And then Moses went back up and he said, Lord, all that you told me to tell the people, they said we will do it. So I can't go back to the Lord and tell him what you say. <laughs> he is hearing you. He knows. And um, so today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. He's coming soon. One day, there will be no more sickness, no pain, and no sorrow. This story was told by, it says, Chris Spellman was at one time a paragon of athletic performance, a two-time All-American linebacker at Ohio State University, and later three times All-Pro for the Detroit Lions. Spellman knew what it meant for a human body to function at his highest ability, which may have made it all the more difficult as he watched his wife, Stephanie, battle breast cancer for 12 years. As the cancer metastasized throughout her lungs, spine, and spinal fluid, it became clear that the end was approaching. Chris was a trained professional athlete. He knew how to discipline himself to achieve greatness, but now he had to tell his four children that their mother would not be with them for much longer. When the time had come to let them know that the end was near, these are the beautiful words that Chris shared with his children. He said, I put an arm around each one of them and said, Mace, Odd, Mommy isn't going to get any better. And they started to cry. They weren't inconsolable, but the news profoundly affected them. I think in their hearts they knew this was coming. Then I said, but there's one way she can get better. When she gets to heaven, she's going to get a whole new body. When we get to heaven, we will have a whole new body. Okay, we'll, she, mommy loved to dance, she loved to sing. She'll be able to do those things again. She loved to play. She will be able to play. She'll do those things she loved to do, and she wouldn't ever have to worry about being sick again. That's something we should very, very 
be happy about. And then Audrey asked, is our hair going to grow back? Isn't that what heaven is all about? All that we lose here, we will be able to get it when we get there. We will be given new bodies. Isn't that amazing? Where the consequences of injuries, of aging, of disease will no longer have their way, but rather where God's resurrection power will give us new life, new bodies, where we get to enjoy him forever. Aren't you looking forward to that? God's word is full of hope. And this afternoon, I pray and I hope that each one of us will make a decisive effort that, hey, my body does not belong to me. My body belongs to the Lord, and sooner or later, he's going to come. We know we have an enemy who is after us, but if we apply those laws of health, then we can have a standard against him, and he will not touch us because God said, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Do you believe that? Yes, you have to believe his words, people. You have to. Don't be afraid. Be strong and of good courage. And you will be ready when Jesus comes. Despite the fact of illnesses in your body, he will destroy. We will no longer have to go through all the pain and the suffering that we are experienced today.